Hey everybody, Josh Sirtson, World Alternative Media here, and we are joined by Tim Pachot, the Liberty Advisor, and a lot of people are saying the stock market is going and going and going, and a lot of us are saying it's going to be gone soon, because the fact of the matter is you can only prop up a bubble so high, and we've been over this again and again, we've been right again and again, and we're seeing the signs of another massive bubble, or basically the same bubble as previous, but it just continuously pumped with Fed money. And I want to get into this article from Market Insider that says this one sign could indicate that a stock market sell-off is near, Wells Fargo stock chief says. And we're going to go into that article as well as many others today as there's a lot of crazy news regarding a massive coming stock market sell-off that might just be imminent now. First, before we get into that, make sure to hit that like button. Uh, share this on social media to get around the shadow banning. Uh, check those links below. GoFundMe, Patreon, subscribe. Star ways that you can keep us up and running as we are completely viewer funded and completely demonetized on YouTube. And if you're watching us on YouTube, why not watch us elsewhere, like on BitChute or on Float or on Library or on Minds? We are on the other alternatives, and we will be off of uh, YouTube by November 5th, 2020. Only posting trailers on YouTube after that point. You can also join our newsletter at www.imband.com. There's a whole bunch of stuff below in the in the description that you can check out many links including the libertyadvisor.com if you want to become a client of Tim Pachot who of course is a certified financial planner. Now let's get into this article. As I said out of market insider, this one sign could indicate that a stock market sell-off is near Wells Fargo stock chief says and as the article goes into Chris Harvey Wells Fargo Securities head of equity strategy told CNBC on Friday that the low level of short interest in the market right now left significant scope for it to rise which could coincide with a market sell-off low levels of short interest are a positive sign in the near term Harvey said they demonstrate that people are much more constructive and that bearishness has been rinsed or washed out of the marketplace. However, low short interest also means that there's much room for the levels to go up. And I quote, typically some of the worst sell-offs we've seen is when short interest rises from very low levels, which is where it is. It's not a catalyst by itself, but it's a concern. And it's a concern as we see the market melting up, the strategist said. As it continues, it says, short interest on the S&P 500 as a percentage of float was at 3.1% last week, CNBC reported, citing Wells Fargo Securities data. It's down from 3.3% in mid-July. Particularly low short interest was seen in utilities, healthcare, and financial sectors, CNBC reported. Harvey also called U.S.-China relations an emerging risk, but not one of the bigger risks in the marketplace right now. And I quote, what we worry about it more is the narrative of negative interest risks coming back. The fact that we think political risk is underpriced and back to school is going to be, have a ton of fits and starts, which could play into the economy and the job picture, he said. And he's not alone in his sentiment. There's a lot of people with much darker sentiment, including myself. But as this Market Watch article says, a 10% sell-off in, in the stock market is most likely, says expert who called March lows. Something has to give. 
And as Michael Wilson, chief U.S. equity strategist at Morgan Stanley pointed out, and I quote down here, it says, we think the most likely outcome remains a 10% correction in the broader index led by the beneficiaries before the recovery and bull market continues, wrote Wilson and uh, strategist Adam Vergadamo, Andrew Pocker, and Michelle Weaver. And again, not alone in this, but what's interesting is even George Soros, Soros is making uh, comments on this as this article says, legendary investor George Soros says the stock market is trapped in a Fed-fueled liquidity bubble. And just the bullet points here, it says the stock market's rally is trapped in Federal Reserve-formed liquidity bubble, the billionaire investor George Soros said in an interview with the Italian newspaper La Repubblica. Valuations rest on hopes for another fiscal stimulus bill and President Donald Trump announcing a coronavirus vaccine before Election Day, Soros said. The legendary investor advised investors to assume fallibility and reflexivity in markets as participants' world views are always incomplete and distorted. He also said that Donald Trump is very dangerous and he must be stopped and, you know, the usual stuff that George Soros says. Now, with George Soros, uh, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day, right? And um, a lot of people have similar sentiment and it's just based on basics. I mean, as this Market Watch article says, stocks gain altitude after jobless claims slide below 1 million, but Dow Industrials pressured by Cisco shares. Jobless claims come in far better than expected but one week doesn't make a trend, one investor points out. Now, I, I do want to point out that whatever they say about jobs, never believe it because the job numbers are always wrong. Like, they're always, always, always wrong. The labor force participation rate points that out. Just like inflation rates, the, the inflation rate that we're following is basically always wrong. Look at John Williams' shadow stats. There's alternatives to all the numbers that they're giving us. And the fact of the matter is they, they, spook, they spoof the numbers in order to make themselves look better or make someone else look worse. So anyway, let's get into this, Tim. I wanted to get into um, the the bearishness that a lot of people, including big institutional investors, have with the stock market. You've been calling a potential uh, dip in the near future. Obviously, we saw a massive sell-off earlier this year uh, utilizing coronavirus and the government lockdowns, the government lockdowns as a catalyst, but something that was about was bound to happen anyway. What do you think of another massive sell-off in the near future? Well, first, I want to touch on what you just said with the unemployment rate. Uh, Donald Trump, uh, over 20 times, I've given this presentation last March, I mean, the March in 2019 at Arizona, also gave it uh, at Anarchapoco at February 11th, where I used Trump's own quotes, where my favorite one is something along the lines of, the unemployment rate is the most phony, fake number that's ever been devised that was made by economists to make presidents and politicians look good. Now, that's about 90% of the quote paraphrase there, but that was there's about 20 other quotes just like that that Donald Trump is using because he knew he knows what I know and what some of our viewers knows in terms of how they rig these numbers. And he was going into great detail of how they rig these numbers and, and why they're not right. But now that they're his good, well, they were good numbers. Now, you know, only losing, you know, just below a million jobs is now the new, the new, you know, uh, benchmark we're setting over here. So, you know, I just wanted to point that out. And I do have, um, you know, a little, uh, you know, 18 page ebook that if you guys want to text, the number is 71441. And if you want to text either Wham or Liberty Advisor, one word, Liberty Advisor, one word, no spaces, and you will get my book, How It's Rigged, where I how they read that. Anyway, it's free, so I'm not even not like selling anything over there. Uh, in terms of bearishness, 
I'm actually wondering how much the market can actually go down. I mean, I actually don't think it can really go down much more than 30% because then the Fed's going to come in and either might directly buy stocks or they might uh, have other lending facilities that have an end run around like they're doing right now with the bond market. Uh, but certainly, or maybe they let it go down because the number one uh, indicator, if someone will be president or not, actually is the stock market, uh, particularly the you know month before the stock market. And so guess what? One of the Fed's lending facility programs, that runs out, I think, the week before the stock market. And so this wasn't really much of a stock market recovery as much as it was the government coming in, buying the bonds, which then allowed the uh, debt carousel to keep going on, which then buoyed up the stock prices. Sounds like fascism. Yeah. I mean, when you have the corporate, when you have the government coming in and buying up corporations, when you own the bonds, you are now, the company's now in bondage to you. And so, I mean, and traditionally the bondholders are the, uh, you know, they're the ones who have the highest seniority in order to uh, claims on a company's assets, unless, you know, when there's a crisis and they just throw the, win the rules out the window like they did with uh, GM in 2009 when they bailed out the stockholders, but that's a whole nother uh, aside. But, you know, I, the big thing to look out for if you're, you know, uh, you know, need money to go, uh, you know, retire, or there's some, you know, big, you know, need of liquidity that you have in the future is something called sequence of return risk, where it doesn't matter what the average return you get is, it matters what the order of your returns are. So if you're down 20, 30% year one, and you're, you're just retiring, well, now if you're down 20%, I forgot what the math is, it's something like if you're withdrawing 4%, and you go down 20, you've got a gain, I think it was like 42% to get back to even over the next uh, over the next three years. And that's, you know, by then, if you've already lost 20%, and you're already just barely on the cusp of being able to retire, it's, you know, you're probably at that point going to crap your pants and, and you know, sell a lot of stuff. And then at that point, you know, it, the, the odds of you getting 42% would be uh, relatively low. So I am, I'm not really sure how much willingness they have to have the stock market go down because the money has to go somewhere. So short term, I think there is a good chance you could see, you know, a 20% pullback, especially, you know, it just helps, you know, alleviate, it just helps, you know, stamp, you know, getting Donald Trump out of there. I'm not saying that's what I want to happen. Uh, part of me and Josh thinks this too, and maybe this is, you know, maybe teasing for another video in the future uh, is if the left is trying to deliberately throw this by picking, you know, a former like top cop of California to be Joe Biden, who wrote the 94 drug uh, crime bill. I mean, it's like they couldn't be, you know, couldn't be trying to F things up anymore if they tried in terms of trying to lose this. But I still think Biden is going to Biden is going to win, even despite all that. And the exclamation point will be the stock market on there. And so if you're close to retirement, you just retired, uh, you know, this is a time to be very careful. And, you know, usually I'm not like touting things like what guys like George Soros are saying. But, you know, he has as much as I don't like him, he has done a very good job investing. It's worth billions of dollars. You know, it's more than I'm worth. And, the, you know, and he has made some very good calls and he's got political connections to help make these things things happen. Uh, I'm sure there's no insider trading going on at all with George Soros. But I, I do want to bring up, I'm kidding, of course, of well, course. Wait, I don't want to be sued. So yeah. I'm just saying that. Um, he does sue a lot of YouTubers, actually. Um, so yeah, allegedly. Anyway, so I do want to point out something, though, that I find interesting is that, um, you know, at some point, something has to give. I mean, you have the Fed printing insane amounts of money into the stock market. Now, that stock market, eventually, this money becomes liquid. So uh, while we witness deflation temporarily long term, we're going to see a lot of inflation come out of this because eventually people have to get that money. It's going to end up in people's hands, most of it uh, being digital. I believe 97% or so is digital. Um, so at some point, something has to give. They cannot just print unlimited amounts of money. I mean, they can, but then you'll end up with a million dollar loaf of bread. So I mean, at what point does it give where they just cannot just use a plunge protection team. They cannot just throw money at the stock market. Uh, and at, at some point, the stock market just completely drops out of uh, drops at like free fall speed. 
I've been talking about this for a while in terms of there's really three things that the Fed is, you know, really can, you know, kind of save. And, you know, one is either the dollar, the stock market or the bond market. And so it's very you can't really save all three of those. I use, you know, kind of save in, in air quotes over here. So in order to save the stock market, what you have to do is you have to print a bunch of money to then be able to buy up the bonds. But then the, but doing all that long term is going to be disastrous to the dollar, which is the only thing they're actually supposed to be doing is actually protecting the value of the dollar. And the one thing they've been messing up the most. Uh, so, you know, with, with that said, I'm not really putting too much stock into them, uh, no, no pun intended, of them being able to, you know, you know, manage this whole thing. Because what's going to happen is you go back to Germany, like 1912 Germany, their stock market was around 400. Uh, by, you know, by the time, you know, 1922 rolls around, it's like 27 million. I forgot if it was 22 million or 27 million. Obviously, you know, 5 million is a big divergence. But, you know, what the point is, it was like from 400 up to 22 or 27. And the point is that, you know, you have like the million dollar loaf of bread. But if you had something in a stock like Mercedes Benz, instead of having, you know, uh, you know, $100, you know, in stock that was priced in gold marks, it went from gold mark to Renmark or to Rentenmark to Reichsmark to Deutschmark. And, uh, you know, you still had an asset. And so maybe that's people's rationale now being in the stock market is that at least it might be worth something. Whereas if you're holding on to cash in the long run, will probably be worth nothing. Uh, but it's managing that sequence of return. It's managing the inflation risk, the deflation risk, the the, the market risk of, of things going down. And then, uh, and I guess one thing, the coronavirus is helping out with the biggest retirement risk of all, which is actually longevity risk, which is living too long. Because the longer you live, not to sound morbid, the greater chance you have of running out of money or having inflation risk or deflation risk or big stock market crashes or unfavorable uh, sequence of returns. Uh, you'd also mentioned, we talked earlier about uh, uh, short interest in the stock market. Well, there is a saying, and I, I think it's something like, you know, you can, the market can stay irrational longer than you can stay liquid. And so you can, like for, for those of you who saw the movie, The Big Short, you can be right. Uh, I forgot the guy's name, Michael Berry. Like you could be right on your thesis, but then the fact that all the other lemmings don't really understand what you're doing, and then you can still be losing money as you are doing the right thing. And then you get other, especially as an advisor, you get, you get clients and pressure and people telling you, hey, you know, you need to be doing what everybody else is doing until the moment when all of a sudden, boom, you're up like 700% on something. But people don't have the wherewithal and the uh, actual discipline a lot of times to have those bigger bets work out. And so I think you're seeing short interest go away because it's dangerous to be short. There's other ways where you can bet against the stock market and have a defined risk. Whereas in, when you short something, you have to a technically unlimited downside in that, which is dangerous. I mean, there's people who are shorting Tesla at, you know, 200, 300, 400 hours. And I think yesterday I checked, it was like 1550, something like that. I mean, it's probably like 1600. I mean, it's going up like a, pretty soon it's going to be catching up to gold. Uh, and actually, it's going to be a five to one stocks, but not making any recommendations. It's just just in the news. And, uh, you know, we also see that you know, you'd mentioned, you know, something about a vaccine. Well, aren't they saying that the that, you know, the antibodies only stay in you for uh, like maybe three months? And so and then the vaccine, you've got a virus that is morphing. And so what, every five weeks you have to go what, and get a new vaccine. So I don't uh, think that that's very tenable. There's, there's no not, nothing scientific about it. But I, I do want to point out that we have all of these like the worst of the worst. When you have the worst of the worst in finance agreeing with you, you know that you're kind of at the end game because they don't want any of this to happen. They, they usually are very bullish on whatever central planning can happen to keep the stock market up and running. When they're seeing what we've been saying for a long time, then you know we're at that bottom line where it's something big is about to happen because they really want to cover their own butts. Of course, if you haven't already, check below. Um, uh, you can become a client of Tim Pachotes at thelibertyadvisor.com. Um, he's had uh, very good success with um, his investing and what he's been um, doing in his strategies. But 
Um, with that said, uh, I do want to bring it to a close right away as we have, we're trying not to do super long videos these days, but um, we've got a lot coming on this subject. I think that at the end of the day, people need to be prepared and, and um, prepare themselves for the worst and hope for the best. Now, lately, 2020, I mean, <laughs> are you going to hope for the best? Yes, but we also know that chances are things are going to get worse before they get better. Uh, it's a way this year has been going and it's a way next year will be. I mean, we can't catch any breaks here. We're, so I'm in Maricopa County, the coronavirus capital of the world, supposedly, and we've had the record amount of days above 110, like literally the 10 days, like 115 and above for the next 10 days. It's like, you can't catch a single break, but we're still having but, a well, time. Well, and, and we're supposed to wear a mask in that, by the way. I almost got arrested a couple weeks ago in Las Vegas for walking down the street without a mask. Uh, down the street in 120 degrees. Anyway, so ridiculous. And obviously, we're watching the global economy get ripped apart at the seams. And that isn't because of a virus. That is because of another virus called government and central banks and central planning and something that all came to this point over a long period of time and built up over time. Massive bubbles, uh, obviously a ton of central planning and a ton of regulations, taxes, a ton of manipulation uh, from government manipulating businesses and um, pushing small businesses under while rising up the big massive monopolies under the guise of stopping the big monopolies. You know, you know you're just creating problem, reaction, solution, repeat uh, perpetually in a circle for eternity. And that is what we're witnessing come to fruition right now, the end game. And this is the end game. And it's about time that people be prepared and, and do what we've been saying for a long time. You might notice I haven't said it as much lately because obviously we're at that point now but food water shelter self-defense you're not gathering things for the toughest guy in the block gold silver in my opinion not investment advice uh, as wealth insurance against these uh, collision courses of history that we've seen so many times before and of course food. I said the doorbell rang an hour ago and had more 15 cases of more protein and uh, different uh, you know uh, meal replacement stuff coming downstairs to get another two months uh, and so I'm doing I mean I mean I'm a financial advisor here I'm buying more food supplies in addition to the food supplies I already have shout out to spiz yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's called spiz.net, S-P-I-Z.net, very bad at marketing, but it's a taste great. I've been using it for five years. It's mainly, I have no like say into this and I'm no yeah. No one's making money off this. I just like, we might as well give the shout out. Yeah, no, I've been using it for five years. It was actually designed for ultra endurance athletes who are designed, who are biking across America. And now, uh, you know, I looked at it, I'm like, well, it's really dense calories. Uh, you, it's a whole lot of bang for the buck. And so, uh, it tastes great. I've been using it for five years. I was using it for Ironman training. And so, you know, if it's good enough for, you know, the triple A type uh, Iron Man type people and people who are insane about this stuff, then it's probably good for the average person watching this right now. And it tastes great too. And I do want to point out, obviously, cryptocurrencies that are decentralized and uh, fundamentally useful. Obviously, there's only a few of them, but there, there are some that really are a game changer. And of course, again, this is not investment advice. This is simply just my opinion because I believe that this is the way that we're going. This is the way of the future. One way or another, we're going digital, whether we have it be controlled by the beast system, so to say, or we have it controlled by us as individuals on the free market. Anyway, there's a lot more coming that we're going to break down and we really hope you join us for that. Make sure to hit that like button if you haven't already. Check those links below and of course join our newsletter www.imband.com. You can become a client of Tim Pachotes at thelibertyadvisor.com um, and obviously GoFundMe, Patreon, Subscribestar, uh, ways to pledge and donate as we are completely, completely, completely viewer funded. We are completely 
demonetized here on YouTube. If you're watching, it's still on YouTube. Obviously, you can pledge on, on Float.app in crypto. Uh, by the way, I just saw Dell Bigtree on, on Float.app uh, doing a live show on Float. You have all these huge names on Float, and I really hope everyone joins us there at flote.app because we will not be on YouTube much longer. Of course, we are on BitChute Library and Minds as well. And hey, I might as well throw out another safety precaution here just for the sake of backing up people um, following us uh, in different places. You can find me at World Alternative Media on Instagram. I know it's one of the bad ones, but hey, just another way that I can reach you. Anyway, I really appreciate everyone joining us today. And until next time, this is Josh Sigurdsson and Tim Pachot signing out from World Alternative Media. Find the truth, be the change.